2: fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com
3: hello and welcome to the champions of happy podcast the podcast where i talk to my friends about what makes them happy what makes them smile and what brings them joy Hi everyone, I hope you're keeping happy, safe and well. I'm so excited for this X-Men related podcast. See what I did there? I'm joined by Chris and Chandler from the podcast, X Reads the Podcast. I'm so thankful they joined me and I got so excited about this episode. I don't think I did a very good job of actually introducing them, but they are Chris and Chandler from X Reads the Podcast. They read X-Men comics, they look back at them, they talk about the art, the fashion, the wording, the story, the script everything about it they're so lovely they're so kind they were so nice and I'm just over the moon they would be a guest on my podcast thank you again Chris and Chandler for being on the podcast I really appreciated it and it allowed me to have a bit of a a geeky rant an event about things that I've been wanting to get off my chest for a while so uh, without further ado here's the episode enjoy Hello and welcome to Chris and Chatner. Thank you very much for joining me on the Champions of Happy Podcast. Hello. 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 Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're so glad to be here. Yeah, pleasure. No, thank you so much. I've, I've been listening to your podcast now um, for quite a while now. I, I can't remember how I first came across it because obviously you guys have your own podcast called X-Reads the Podcast, where you go back and read old comic book issues of X-Men and Read through with it, through it, and discuss it, and talk about it. And I think one day I just, I was just on the podcast app, and I was just trying to find new podcasts to listen to. And I was like, oh, I'll just put in some keywords that I like, and I put in X Men, and then your guys, you, you, you guys came up. And I'm like, oh, and I then I find you on Instagram and found out more about you. And I, I as a massive X Men fan myself, I was like, I love this. This is great. And I've been trying to read the issue while you guys read it as well, just so I can like try and read along so about it so why x-men of all the marvel franchises out there why x-men that's a good question i mean first of all so happy to hear that you discovered us
1: just through like the podcast app that's exciting um uh, I, before we even answer that question i want to ask you before i forget do you own the issues yourself or are you reading like on a tablet like through a subscription
3: uh i find them uh, very I, I, I think i i had the dazzler one um okay just because I, I love Duzler, so I have that one. Uh, and others, I've just found various online downloads. Oh, perfect. Awesome. I just was curious.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> X-Men, why, what, Chris, what, why do you think we chose X-Men? Well,
0: X-Men are probably one of the most influential uh, fictional universes that had such a major impact on both of our lives, You know, starting from X-Men, the animated series in the 90s. You know, that was the like the one thing that I would be so excited about waking up every Saturday morning with my bowl of cereal, you know, looking forward to. And, um, you know, the storylines are very adult and it just made me feel like I wasn't watching a kid's show, you know. Mm. Um, so that's that's why it made such a lasting impression on me, uh, you know, through the years.
1: Yeah, I guess same. Uh, definitely, animated series got me into it, and I I was reading like some Fantastic Four and some Spider Man stuff, but really it was X Men that that I was drawn to the most and most interested in. And I loved the movies when they came out, starting in two thousand. And yeah, I just X Men are just my favorite when it comes to the Marvel universe. And of course, we collected the action figures back
0: then. Um, and the action figures live on today. Like oh, yeah.
1: you know, they're very they're
3: There's Disney. <laughs> There's a lot behind in your background, I can see a ton. Whose are they?
1: Those are mine. Um, those are actually no X-Men. Uh, those are all my Avengers one and Fantastic Four, so they're all up here. Um his
0: downstairs is wall to wall covered in X-Men action figures <laughs> and they're all set up in their
3: different, like you know, scenic tableaus.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I guess so actually I guess I should have introduced you first really. that completely skipped that part. um so on the, obviously, you are Kristen Chandler, um co-host of the podcast x reads the Podcast. How do you know each other? We know each other because we both live in Los Angeles. We met
1: working in um the entertainment industry, and I was a part of a casting office. Uh, called pen Frank cassing they're still around oh my and- gosh i forgot that that was the
0: original this original. is the
1: original way we met because
0: because like you know the universe puts people in your life on purpose sometimes and i feel like chandler was definitely on purpose for me because we met each other several times before we actually knew each other
1: right over the phone like over the phone you know just working in the industry mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Chris worked in a situation where he was looking for casting directors for workshops, and I was working for casting directors. So he would call and say, you know, is Dean or Don available, blah, blah, blah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we we met that way. And then coincidentally, we both went to Las Vegas with different friends that were friends together. And then we were like, Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, I know (laughs) you. I know your name. And the thing was, is our friends blessed, but you know, we were in our like early mid twenties and you know, there was a lot of drama going on in Vegas. So our friends group, you know, each had their little blow up fights and I'm going back to the hotel and you know, (laughs) like, I don't want to be near you. So me and Chandler are just sitting there like, Oh man, all of our friends just kind of left us, but we're still in the club and and the (laughs) night is young, so let's hang out. And so we ended up having a whole entire Las Vegas adventure through the night that ended with a dance battle
1: at Crave. Yes. Yes. There were two dance crews. Yes. Yeah, so we
0: ended up making friends with one of the dance crews. And when they took us to, to this other nightclub, they said, oh, man, those other people are in there, that other crew, you know, and me and we were thinking, oh, my God. They're going to have a gang fight. They're sounding like they're going to brawl. This could be like, you know, West Side Story or something. So we get into the club and we're just kind of like bracing ourselves like, okay, we're in for an adventure. We hope this doesn't break out on a knife fight. But then Britney Spears Toxic comes on. Watching. oh yes yes and and of course like they started breaking out into dance moves so it was
1: west side story
0: it was west side story <laughs> but in a different way like in the legit way like they were like they were two dance yes. crews mm-hmm. and we got to witness that it yeah. was so exhilarating and you know that whole experience cemented our friendship night one yeah we knew that like you know okay from now on anytime we hang out it's going to be an adventure <laughs>
3: <laughs> that wasn't the answer I was expecting. I was gonna, ex- I was expecting you to both say you both met across the, the room of a comic book store, but that's far more interesting and involves Britney Spears, which I appreciate. So, how did you, <laughs> how did you discover that you both like X Men then and Marvel? I think we just discovered that we
1: both were just nerds in general. Buffy was mm-hmm. a big connective tool, Sailor Moon, and and X Men, but I think the X Men stuff didn't really solidify. Until we started t- getting into this podcast, I think we both knew we were fans of it. But then the podcast really kind of revealed the many layers, <laughs> the of- many layers of fandom that we
0: both have within our souls. Yes, it just unleashed, and now now it's just like
3: all X Men all the time. Amazing. So uh, how who whose idea was it to you? When did you sit down and say, "Hey, let's start a podcast"? Like, sure. how did that
1: it, was. sure this is chandler by the way so yeah um, and before
0: you get into that usually i'm the one that has the crazy ideas so this was chandler's
1: yeah this was my idea because i was listening to podcasts and i was listening to a true crime podcast called a date with dateline and have since confessed to them that i've stole their idea or it stole their concept (laughs) which was Uh, basically two friends getting together and talking about an episode of dateline (laughs) and that's (laughs) all they do and they recap it and i was like listening to it and i would like laugh and i'd be like oh my god i love their friendship and their relationship i was like oh my god i've got a friend like that i can talk (laughs) about like x-men things and like we didn't really have much of like a comic book um whatever uh catalog so to speak so i started buying them off ebay and i'm like let's just get these vintage issues and
3: do it and
0: we did and we did
3: (laughs) (laughs) And and you, it's it's a great podcast. There. I truly love it. It's it's, I love listening to it, even when I'm not reading along. It's just like, I feel like I'm there with you guys. You have such a familiar tone to you both, and it's just fun as well. And I, I love how you've had um, comic book writers on it, and you've had, um, recently you had the Emma Stone voice artist whose name I'm completely blanking on now, which is terrible.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh, Kari Walgren, uh, who played yes. Emma Frost. You said Emma Stone, which I love
0: Emma oh, Stone. Oh, God.
3: What am, I, Emma Stone, <laughs> no, a, what am I talking about? Oh, my God. Shame you
0: on know, me. Six degrees, is, six degrees of Separation, Kari Walgreen actually voiced uh, Emma Watson. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. All the names are confused. That's <laughs> a totally different thing. Hold on. Okay. So Emma Stone was in Spider-Man as Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. And Kari Walgreen voiced Mary Jane, which is also the Spider-Man. I love doing this six degree of separation thing. <laughs> <laughs> this whole world is connected. Yeah, right. But Kari Walgreen, oh my god, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She read the lines from from the comic book, and I died. Yeah. I died. It was so. Exhilarating, it was, darling.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it lo- I lo- I felt like I was watching an episode of Wolverine and the X Men all over again. It was great, and I, I, I'm so glad you asked about Emma Frost. Oh my god, I want to say Stone yes. again. No, I'm <laughs> so glad you asked about Emma's accent as well, because I'm like, what is the deal with that? Is she British? Is she Mid-Atlantic? It's like, so I'm glad you guys touched on that. But one of the things I was like super, like excited about was when um, you interviewed the uh, cast of the original '90s cartoon.
1: Yes, yeah. well, oh, that, that was, was
3: that was a um, was that a charitable event? That one
1: it was not necessarily it was just like a, a remembrance. So essentially, the voice actor of Cyclops, Norm Spencer, passed away in August last summer, and we had met uh, Lenore Zand, who voiced Rogue, um, a year prior, and she essentially was like listen, I want to get the cast together. I want to do this kind of in remembrance of Norm Spencer. Would you moderate it? And she asked me Chandler to do that. And it was just so flattering. I was so like, oh my God, you could ask anybody on the planet. Like, why are you asking me? But yes, I'm going to do it. And I watched
0: it like I, I, it was very touching. It was very Mm. emotional and like a very fun. Mm -hmm. They had such good stories, you know, for that, uh, for that panel. Like I, I'm so glad that that happened. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I loved hearing the um, the voice actress of Storm talking about all the grand things she would say and uh, command the weather. It was oh, it's such a great what a delight. I, I can't imagine you would ever think as a kid you'd ever be interviewing them, watching cartoons. <laughs> uh, no. no way, no. <laughs> oh, it's just like yeah,
0: and <laughs> and that was that was actually uh, what I for, oh, Bless, I forgot her name, the Storm actress. Oh, Allison Seely Smith. Yes, Allison. That was her first panel. Yeah, That was never... the first time that she's ever, you know, delved into the fandom universe with the rest of the cast. And the cool thing was, is you know, they are so loved and they didn't even know it until the past couple of years when they started doing conventions. Oh my God. You know, people uh, adore them just like we adore them.
3: Mm. They're, they're so ingrained in my brain. Like I instantly know when I read the comics now, it's hard not to hear their voice when I do it it's i i yeah i i was so excited to watch that and, and incredibly jealous um <laughs> but yeah thank you for for doing that that was a served my fandom very well i want to ask him um, so x-men for me i always like them because they always felt with avengers it always felt like a club a, a boys club and um, whereas x-men they always felt for me the family you didn't necessarily bought you were born with but necessarily that you you found which is mirrors very much the some aspects of the gay community where you find your own family. Um, So that's why I've always attached more onto the X-Men than the Avengers. Controversially though, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of the X-Men films. Whereas the Avengers, I mean, to be fair to the X-Men films, they came out, they were one of the first, along with Spider-Man, superhero films to come out. And I guess there wasn't a real like end long game plan. Whereas the Avengers have had the entire MCU universe how do you feel about the um the x-men movies
1: i like a handful of them i don't love them i like the first one and the second one because i nostalgically remember how excited i was i don't think that they're fantastic films i think x2 is my favorite um but yeah i don't i don't really like especially the (laughs) ones oh my god well
0: i kind of feel like i you know they're different universes so to me the x-men movies are not canon No, but they're but they're fun additions
1: yeah but the third was so bad the last stand oh yeah or apocalypse bad like a or i like i love the x-men i was like i can't wait for this movie to be over
3: Mm. controversially (laughs) i didn't hate last stand i I actually quite enjoyed it because i felt like they actually you actually saw them actually use their powers for a change in that film i mean i love the phoenix saga and that's one of my favorite comic books as a kid so so to see it being thrown up in the air and just like uh destroyed did kill me but i also didn't hate the um i don't know what they called it but the the phoenix the latest phoenix film um the dark phoenix dark phoenix yes i didn't did i thought it was an okay superhero film but i also it wasn't what it was what it should be, as it is in the comics. And the 90s cartoon... I think the 90s cartoon did the Phoenix saga the best justice out there. Indeed. Absolutely.
0: You know, about that movie, The Dark Phoenix, my favorite part about it was Dazzler made an appearance. And it was Teeny so... tiny. Big. It was tiny, but that just that just touched my heart. I was mm-hmm. so glad to see
3: her incorporate it. <laughs> Were you expecting uh, Gaga or Taylor Swift to be Dazzler?
0: No, because, you know, they... those would would have been bold casting choices um secretly dazzler in my heart is kylie minogue
3: okay yes
0: and maybe they can do one where they go to the future because she's a little bit older now and then kylie minogue can be dazzler (laughs) like sure it could happen why not but lady gaga would actually be a pretty awesome dazzler too
1: who else do you think chandler Mm Oh, I don't know. I don't like fan casting at all because I feel like you're just disappointed no matter what. I mean, I can't think of who would be a good dazzler, honestly. Or was I thinking of somebody the other day? Sorry, move on from me. I'll come back to that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've, we've got got. I've always thought she'd be a great, um, I'm going to get the character's name wrong now, but uh, Celine, one of the Hellfire Club members. Oh, yeah. After watching American Horror Story, I think she would be a pretty good villainess. In the Marvel if she was ever to do a Marvel film. I love Lady Gaga so much. She is so talented. She can do anything in my eyes. I mean, 2020 was a pretty crap year, but for music, we got a lot of decent new stuff. Um, Yeah, I like Novatica. Oh my God. I mean, dancing in my kitchen compared to dancing in a club, very different, but still.
0: So like we love Dazzler so much that when Kylie Minogue during this past year, during the pandemic, she did a live concert that you had to pay to watch. So I said, Chandler, I don't care we're, I'm going to come over and we're going to put on Dazzler cosplay and we're going to rock <laughs> out to this as if it's a Dazzler concert. And we did. It was amazing. The windows were wide open so everybody in Hollywood could see us dancing in the window to uh, Kylie Minogue. It was fun. Dressed as Dazzler,
3: and we had uh, mimosas.
1: Yes. Chris was Outback Dazzler, and I was Disco Dazzler.
3: Ah, nice. (laughs) Oh, Oh, brilliant. Do you prefer Dazzler with long hair or short hair?
1: Personally, it's short hair.
3: I like
0: it changing. Uh, The issue that we just covered, uh, it was very symmetrical. Like, it was shorter and very, you know, chopped very finely. I liked that.
1: Yeah, I like that
3: look, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed I um, her comic, Extreme X-Men, where we got different dimensions and we got a gay Wolverine, which was quite nice. But Dazzler is a, I don't know why gays are drawn to Dazzler so much. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it <laughs> obvious? <burning> and pretty. <laughs> if everybody is like comparing her to Lady Gaga and Kylie Minogue, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, massive walking, talking cliches. Yeah. So, um, on comics, then, do you guys remember what you, I mean, X-Men aside, do you remember what your first comics were? Oh, I, I think it, that was a long time ago, but
0: like, I want to say it was an X-Men issue. And and my dad would take me to the comic book store and he's all like, all right, you're not going to buy any of those full price comics, but you can go into the nickel slash 25 cent bin and get whatever you want. So I would always come out with like a big stack. And X Men would be in there, but also a bunch of titles that were on sale, like Micronauts, and like which is so weird because they're making a, a movie know. out of it. <laughs> Micronauts, that 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 comic that I got on super discount yeah. <laughs> as a kid, um, but I can, it was so long ago I cannot remember the exact
1: issue it was. Do you, Chandler? N- not the exact issue. I mean, uh, so the first X Men issue it was an uh, X Men Classics where they retold Uncanny X-Men 175, which is when Madeline Pryor kind of manifested the Dark Phoenix um, image thing. And she was kind of slowly going uh, into her Goblin Queen mode. That was one of the first X-Men comics I read. One of the first comics ever, I think, was a Fantastic Four comic, if I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah, it was a while ago.
0: I remember now. I remember. This is so weird. But, you know, I was uh, raised in the Christian church mm-hmm. and um, my first comic book was The Picture Bible and it was the full Bible, but in comic book format. I had oh. Yeah. Did you really? <laughs> I had
1: one of those. Mine's
0: engraved with my name and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Like my full name, Christopher, you know, yes. like, <laughs> super fancy. But like, do, do, you, um, do you still have it, Chris? I still have it, yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah, I still have it. It's one of those mementos I kept from childhood because you know, like that's what got me into the format of comic books was reading reading the Bible of all things. God, of all but things? let me just say, they cut out a lot of the good stuff,
1: you know. Like, oh, good friendly. It, it was a very kid
0: friendly Bible. Yeah, there there wasn't any of the <laughs> of the uh, normal stuff in there. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think my first comic was a New Warriors comic um i don't remember it i don't I, I my dad there was this really random comic book store um in the middle of where we lived and we never went in and i i want randomly one day dad took me and the walls were just like it was really dark and like hard to see anything in there and a bit dodgy um <laughs> but i just picked out randomly and it was um a new warriors with speedball nova justice and firestar i don't can't, I cannot remember the storyline at all but i can see the cover and I, 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 love, I love the New Warriors, but I, I wish someone would do something good with them. The last two reincarnations of them haven't been to my taste. Um, but there's such, there's such potential there. But X-Men, I think it was... Um, there was a comic book called um, Essential X-Men, which I think was a, essentially what was storylines um, reprinted, but were like a few months behind the regular storylines at the time but these were like stories that you could read and that's what kind of got me into it i think i started when magneto had a clone joseph um, oh, yeah. and i think I, I started from there onwards and i've not, not 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 stopped since have you guys got any particular favorite storylines and teams and that's a massive question because there are so many but
1: oh yeah oh my god okay well first of all i just want to give a shout out to the new warriors created by fabian nicieza who is on our podcast Um, Fabian also is an incredible X-Men writer. And he, one of my favorite storylines he wrote was, um, fatal attractions, which is when Magneto rips the metal out of Wolverine's body. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we discover that Wolverine's bone claws. I loved that. I loved, uh, also when Fabian did Legion quest, which was leading up to age of apocalypse. I loved that, I loved Age of Apocalypse. Sorry,
0: Chris, you can go. <laughs> oh, well, I was just going to say, I'm so boring because I love the Dark Phoenix saga. and <laughs> It's just like everybody does. And, you know, Chandler actually got me into the Brood saga. Oh, I love the Brood saga. We covered that for so long. There were so many issues of it. But, like, like it was intense. I hated the mosquito monsters, which make me, made me want to swap them even more. So it was even scarier when they got turned into the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> Yeah, but also, you know what? I I just rediscovered House of M. Uh, so good. Oh, yeah. And, and Chandler actually lent me uh, the trade paperback a while ago. Bless, I, I still think I have your trade, and I got to return it yeah. from all those years ago. But I'm one of those friends. I'm like Homer Simpson, and he's Ned Flanders, and I go over and borrow his comics and never return it. But anyway, um, yeah, we're actually going to be recording a little bit later today. The first issue from House of M. So I, you know, was I got Marvel Unlimited, which is like ten bucks a month, and you can read all the back issues uh, on your tablet. And at the time, I, you know, didn't get all of the story because you would have to buy like all these other issues like Iron Man and like, you know, to get the full aspects. Cause that's what they do. The all the tie-ins to get you to buy every single issue. Mm-hmm. But now I get to read the whole entire house at M. Um, so I'm really excited to get back into it, but it, it was just so it, uh, intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is mm-hmm. the writer of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was very intense. Um, and then yeah, I, I love was- seeing the alternate realities. Mm-hmm. That's why I love, like, I love the Mojoverse as an example. Like, like one of my favorite episodes of the animated series was when they go to the Mojoverse. Um, because, the you know, we ago, live in Hollywood. Yeah, we live in Hollywood. And and like, you know, I kind of vibe with that whole Hollywood uh, aspect of things filming everywhere. You know, like uh, the school that uh, I grew up near was where they filmed Buffy. And not a 2-0, and, and she's all that you know, as an example. So, like, the Mojoverse really, like, resonated with me. And I just love seeing alternate realities. And um, Anna Senti was on her show, and she actually created it, which was really cool. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know this, but she created all this before reality television. It's almost as if she... Before the internet. Before the internet. So it's like she created this world that could exist now, but didn't exist back then. It's, you know really awesome That's pretty genius mm.
3: yeah and spiral as well it's a beautiful character mm-hmm. just, you know, the arms and the hair and the gladiator get up it's oh, love i guess with house of M, the artwork is it is just so crisp and clean and the writing is so good and especially with One Division having um come out now i guess a lot of people are starting to jump on the comics and read more about who did what and who has what. and they're not the same but they they have elements of similarity but i guess i speaking of alternative um realities i really liked oh my god what's it called age of age of x yeah Rage roger's reaper yeah yeah Age of X. yes love that artwork i think it was clay someone who was the artist for that i'm gonna have to totally look that up um but yeah i loved seeing pixie as a bit more as a bad guy well not bad guy but like an evil winged kind of character instead of pick. although i love pixie so i can't really say too much about that but um i I guess how do you compare comics um it's really i mean so much has changed um with writing style and art style but how do you compare the older comics to what we have more so today
1: well i have a strong opinion about this because (laughs)
3: oh go ahead
1: chandler (laughs) (laughs) so um first of all i like i like I like both eras, you know, this kind of Claremont era of X-Men and the current era, this Dawn of X, Jonathan Hickman era. The one complaint I have, though, on both sides is obviously Claremont. There's so much language. There's so many narrative boxes. There's a lot to read and take in. And a lot of the text takes up the art. And the complete has happened now. Now it's tons of art with very little text. And what it does for me is that it makes the experience of reading a comic go by super fast. Like I read a comic and I'm like, what just happened? I felt like I took five minutes out of my day to read this, and I don't know what I don't know what I just read. Whereas a Claremont issue, you you would get like a whole story, you get backstory, you get information, you get like a whole complete thing within one comic book. So that's how I feel about it. We know I
0: like the new Hickman stuff a lot because they do a lot of throwbacks and Easter eggs from the uh, Claremont. Uh, era and from the other previous eras so you know they'll have you know things in the background that relate to a past issue from somewhere else but if you're a fan you'll know mm. I, and i just uh i actually love what they're doing with it right now it feels like it's uh bringing the whole universe you know tying it all up together to build up to something even more epic than what they were doing especially with moira like that character wow they they really did something with her, didn't they? Oh, they did.
3: <laughs> it's fun to read back on all issues and then see of there. And you're like, oh, but it's not what we all see, what we all think, really. She's she's done it all before.
0: Yeah. I love those issues because they show the art, you know, styles and the costumes from the past saying, oh, she lived this past life. And so, you know, it makes all of the experience of the X-Men comic books valid in, in today's
3: world. Would you rather live in the x-men mansion or would you rather live on the island
0: ooh oh that's a good one that man you know what i'm going to tell i'm going to say the island because the mansion gets blown up all the time. Like seriously. Like every like five years, the mansion explodes. So I'm like, I don't want to live in an exploding castle, please. I would rather live on a tropical island with my, you know, my ties and a hammock that's made by the island
1: itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I mean know? The, the easy answer is the island because it can create whatever you want. So you can have you can have the mansion on the island. It just it just creates things. Um but You're so secluded, though. Like, you can't go to 7-Eleven. No, because I like the mansion (laughs) because it has a pool, it has a diving board, it has the basketball court, it has the the jets. The island has a tiki bar. The island has a tiki bar, but it's also... The mansion is just in... Northern state, New York. So you could just drive down to New York city. If you want to go see a Broadway show or whatever, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. like on the Island. Yeah. I guess they have the gates. You could go to the gates and go anywhere. So I guess the Island is the answer because they just, they made it so, obvious. so much better. Yeah.
0: And then you can like make friends with the Island and be like, Hey, Krakoa, could you make me like mm, my house a little bigger? I kind of want to rump this room and you can add it onto the bedroom over there. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. And he'll do it. If you're
3: cool with it, I'm. I, I, I I'm definitely a mansion boy. I I will admit I didn't necessarily like the move to the island. I felt it was, and I my 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 opinion is changing now slowly. It depends on which issue I read as well. Like I feel like in some issues it's all like okay, and in others it, it feels a bit culty, weird. And I'm also not a massive fan of the resurrection structure. Like, I, don't, I, I, but I guess. With I get I think we're getting a new comic with Nightcrawler that will kind of talk about all the moral yeah, aspects of it and
1: complications. Well, yeah,
3: so I'm looking forward to that because like my brain is like, but when they so for the listeners who don't aren't reading the current X Men storyline the, the idea is that X Men can now be resurrected if they and they essentially their their essence and their brain and their memories are all stored in with Professor X. My in my I. I and I, obviously, it's not real. It's a comic book, so I shouldn't put that much thought into it. But surely, if you're, if you're, it's not. If you're resurrected, it's not really you. It's essentially a backup clone. I don't know. It's. I agree with
1: uh, you. It freaks me out. It's like an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Also, the idea that a copy of yourself is in a machine waiting to go into a body and there's nothing to stop it. They only just have a rule that you have to die before they, they could do it whenever they want. They could easily make a copy of anybody at any time. There's nothing, there's no reason to stop that. I mean, in real life, can they do that from your Facebook profile? Ooh. If you've been on it since like me, like
0: since 2012, <laughs> they will have the That's whole cool. character arc of my evolution yeah. and how I speak and, and what I like. Yeah, I'm sure there's an algorithm out there that is you. Oh, this is so black mirror.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm I'm really loving X-Factor at the moment, but the the Corpse Garden is X-Factor. X-Factor with the Corpse Garden is uh freaking me out a little bit. But um I'm I actually I'm really loving X-Factor. I've never really read X Factor in the past, but this team and setup, I'm really enjoying. Especially with North Star leading it, I'm so, mm-hmm. but I'm also confused about the rules about who can come to the island and who can't come to the island. And yeah. his husband, they, they, I mean, they won't bring Madeline back because she's a clone, but X23 is a clone. And then there's a North Star has a human husband. Why is he allowed in the island? But then also, I I, I hate Professor X. I've always hated Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> he's <a joke>. such <laughs> a, 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 a snooper. Joke. Uh, like, get out
0: of my uh, brain, yes. Charles! Like I'm trying to just be private.
3: I'm also reading for the current Fantastic Four lineup, and I was never really a massive fan of Fantastic Four, but this current arc is uh, is really grabbing me. I really love it. And when Franklin Richards thought he was a mutant, but then discovered he wasn't a mutant, and they're not allowing him back on the island, my heart broke. And I'm like, Professor X, you're ah! So it's it's a very different setup with the team in the X Men world. Currently compared to the good old days Of baseball in the mansion And that I miss, yeah. that I miss a lot I miss that too uh, But hey, I mean pfft, One day if I ever write an X-Men comic They'll yeah, see I'll see. But um, I guess I, I, You must have been asked this a million times But I'm going to ask you anyway If you yourself were a mutant What power would you like And what would your mutant name be
0: Oh man, the mutant name yeah. You know what Like I like my handle on Instagram, which is extifer and Christopher means follower of Christ. um, But extifer means follower of X. So therefore I would probably be called extifer. Ooh. Um, As far as like powers and stuff, I used to, I used to think that I wanted to be Emma Frost with all of her powers and amazing sexiness, but I've come to realize like knowing everybody's thoughts and stuff is more of a curse. Mm. than a blessing like so i'm gonna go with the power to teleport so i'll never be late because i'm notoriously tardy
3: (laughs) (laughs) and challenge yourself you i mean surely you must been thinking about this since you were kids i know i have
0: but well we have but for me it changes all the time i think chandler is more
1: like more of a constant on this well yeah i my my power set i always feel like telekinesis is the coolest power so telekinesis is my power choice, but mutant name. You just want to like get the remote from afar. Yeah, like exactly. come to me, remote. I so don't I don't want to have up. to go downstairs to get water. I could just be like, come up here, water. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but mutant name. I can't think of a good mutant name. You're catching. me at a weird, weird lack of creativity right now. Oh, usually I'm the one with the lack of
0: creativity. Mm-hmm. The tables have turned to Chandler. Yes, I
1: know.
3: That's fine. Maybe one day when your mutant power awakens, it will just come to you, and you'll, just, yes. you'll know your name. I'm, I'm still waiting, but uh, we'll get there. I, I'd love to be... Uh, mine is a total rip-off of uh, Dagger from Cloak and Dagger meets, Dazz, uh, meets Dazzler. Um, basically, I want light, shiny powers, uh, and I'd like to be called Lumen, because I illuminate the room I had not oh, thought about it much. Oh, um, yes. 100% have uh, and my boyfriend he doesn't know it but I've given him the name Chaos and he can do the same thing as me but is a bit more uh, fighty and yeah we've got a comic book and uh, Chaos in my brain this is all in my head but, uh, Marvel come at me I love. I also love Cloak and dagger. Um,
1: would- careful about just putting your ideas out there on the internet. Oh, oh Chandler you learned your lesson <laughs> <saying. laughs> Because I've I've since had two ideas what I have put out onto the into the ether in the internet that Marvel has done, and I'm like, wow, okay, I just need to now like, no, I've got good ideas, and I just need to hold on to them. Can you say which ideas those were? Well, sure. So uh, I I when I was a teenager, I created characters all the time. I'd always like create like their look and their name and everything like that. And I, I remember at. <clears throat> 11 or 12 whatever i mailed the marvel uh comics office sketches and like backstory and all this information about them and then cut to i can't oh my god i'm gonna forget the actual issue i want to say it's like uncanny x-men 350 or something like that but cerebro's x-men so basically these kind of alternate reality x-men came out and they used one of my characters And i don't remember what they named her but it was cool. It was cool to see her. She's she. They made her skin blue, but basically she's the exact same design costume. She has wings, and yeah. Anyways, I um. Oh no, now I'm forgetting like what what I originally called her too. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to really tighten the story up. I'm a publicist, so I should know my talking points. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to yeah, the other idea. So the other idea that I put out last year or a year and a half ago was I wanted to see Dazzler and Lila Cheney go on an intergalactic concert tour together mm-hmm. with like the intergalactic mob chasing after them and, and you know, all this kind of drama, but uh, all centered around this idea that they are galaxy hopping with, li- with Lila's powers and Dazzler and her are musicians. They used to be in a band together. Um, they used to tour together, whatever. So I thought, well, let's modernize this. Let's have fun. And I even was scripting out the pages. I was like, "This is a really fun idea. I'm just going to have fun with this, and you know, we'll see." And then, lo and behold, X Factor released one of their title or the covers, and on the cover is Dazzler and Lila Cheney performing in Mojo Verse in an intergalactic concert an tour. Intergalactic concert tour, and also the the climax of my story was in Mojo World, was in one of their arenas, and so I was like, "Oh my god." It happened. It
3: happened. <laughs> they made it happen. Oh, God, I'm, I'm never going to say anything out loud. Ever. I mean, no one's going to take my ideas. But uh, hey, that's, I mean, that that's kind of cool. Idea. But <laughs> that's kind of cool. It's a shame you didn't get the credit for it. But <laughs> 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 all right. It's just an honor. I'm shattered. <laughs>
1: another
3: question I wanted to ask you, uh, and I'm sure it probably changes all the time. But if you... Obviously, at the moment, they the X-Men are doing the vote where they can... Um, we, we, we It's finished now, but we could have voted a member in and we're still waiting to find out who's going to be in the new X-Men team. Uh, I voted for Armour. I think you guys voted for Forge.
0: We voted for Forge. And here's the thing. Chandler betrayed me because we came together and said, okay, we're going to vote for Forge. And this is set. We're in stone. We're endorsing it. And he turned around and did Mm Morrow. He voted for Morrow.
3: I mean, I quite like Morrow. It's okay though, because
1: like, like why did you vote for Morrow though? Because, well, I was originally going to vote for Forge, but one of the other campaigns from the house of X podcast was pushing Morrow. And I was so convinced by their reasoning that I was like, you know what? I am going to vote Meryl because the number one reason, which I latched onto was on the X-Men team. They only have pretty human passing mutants. There's no disfigured. There's no colored, like blue colored, whatever. There's no, there's no mutant on the X-Men team currently that does not pass for just an attractive human. And Meryl is not that, you know, Meryl is disfigured. She has bones popping out of her face. You know, she, she, embodies what the the mutant population that cannot pass for just a regular human and i thought the team needs that yeah and i agree with you and i'm okay
0: with that vote because my vote for forge and my campaigning for him was very superficial i liked his looks he is a (laughs) a, a hot character he reminds me of a tom of finland type Uh, He always has some awesome outfits, and I just wanted to see all those hot daddy looks. Me too. (laughs) So Maro is actually, I guess, would be the more, the better choice.
3: I remember Maro, she was in the same time where I started reading X-Men again. She wasn't involved in the Joseph, she she might have been involved in the Joseph clone time, but I remember when they were in space and when she was with Gambit and some alien gave her a, a pretty makeover and she went from being the ugly version of herself to the more pink care, glam and then that reverted back into what she is now but she is hardcore and i do like her i, I like, her, like her a lot it's a shame she wasn't she hasn't been on the we haven't seen much of her since Well, no m day i think maybe it's been a while since we've seen her so um thank I, I would have liked to have known who else was on the team before we we made the vote so, well we know you never been... You know. Oh, that's true. We have you know, we know we've got in June, and so I'm excited to see part of the Hellfire Gala who is going to be on the team and what they're going to do. More importantly, um, so what new adventures we have. So, if I were well, speaking of teams, then if you guys could form your own X Men team of six members, uh, and you can decide together or separately who would you like on a team.
0: Oh my gosh, mine is so so gay. It's a, a <laughs> dazzler and Jubilee. And, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the fashion Redundin. designer. The fashion designer.
1: <laughs> the fashion designer? Yes. Oh, Jumbo
0: Carnation. Oh, was yes. one with the Carnation. I want him to make the outfits so he can be on the team. Um, and we need a little bit of sass, so maybe Callisto. Okay,
1: well, that's only four. Do I need more? Yeah, you need two, two more. Three. He said six. Oh, damn. Um, it's okay. Just pick two <laughs> more. Throw them on. Throw them on?
0: Oh, this is hard. <laughs> emma because i love emma
1: there we go and
0: and plus she'll want jumbo carnation on her team because then she can also have the fabulous outfits
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then one more after that mm-hmm. um how about that cute brother of of hers christian frost yeah let's put christian on the team okay there you go but he's okay. just There's an the- add-in he's he doesn't have any like you know, reason to be there except to be cute and make sassy comments. Right. Oh my gosh. Can this be a comic book one? It only needs to be like six issues, but <laughs> I want that to exist in the world.
3: That's all you need. <laughs> and John, <Gianna, do> <laughs> so, i mean, trying mean, are you okay to say your team or are you scared my, my pinch up?
1: Well, I've already, I've already said this team because you know, whatever. So it's the team that I originally kind of put out on Twitter was Dazzler, Lila, Cheney, um strong guy, long shot, uh shark girl, and uh and then this, this new character named D Cell. That that's a brand new mutant that was just created in the Juggernaut series that Fabian Nicieza wrote.
3: Oh, I haven't finished that I've started that series. I did I didn't think she was a mutant, but that's oh, okay. Cool. Ah, no, she right, can spoiler speed... alert, she is a mutant. Ah! <laughs> so, she can speed things up. Is that right? She could
1: decelerate things. That's why she's called decel. So,
3: yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> about a very long day. Uh-huh. Obviously. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, what, um, what things are you excited for for X Men and their future that you know yeah. of? That I know of. Well, you know what?
0: I feel as if the energy is there for Marvel to bring the X Men back in a big way. So, I feel as if they should make a cartoon. Um, and bring back past voice actors that, you know, were loved in past series to, you know, re-inhabit these roles. Um, but wouldn't it be also be cool for a live action series of the X-Men to happen on yes. Disney Plus? I would think that, that would they would have a lot of time to be able to explore the different character
1: storylines as opposed to just
0: throwing them all into a movie and <laughs> trying to get
1: through it, you know, with all these characters. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've tried Dark Phoenix Saga several times now, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think what, what I agree, I would love an anim- a new animated series, you know, whatever, you know. And it can be very, very uh, kid-friendly and whatever. It doesn't need to be dramatic. And then for uh, the live-action stuff, I would love to see a Disney Plus series of the original five going to school at the mansion and do it very, like, light-hearted, but with dramatic elements in it. Like, you know, really get to know Gene and Scott and Warren and, and Hank and Bobby. And, like, you know, you've got this great core cast... And you need to look, you need to know Gene very, very well before you get to Dark Phoenix. So it's like, give us a whole, whatever, six episode, seven episode series. You get to introduce Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and all these kind of like extra villains. But I don't know. I just, I want that mini series out before we go into a movie, which I think should be giant size X-Men. Because then we can get mm-hmm. um, like a, the movie treatment to it.
3: Nice. Do you think uh, do you do you think X-Men and the mutants do do you think that they can come into the current MCU or do you think they should be their own separate entity?
1: I think they can. And I think that they should, um, they're playing with timelines obviously with, you know, Captain Marvel taking place in the nineties and whatever, you know, like, so they can kind of place these things wherever, but as far as the current timeline that we're in, I really like this idea of introducing rogue through the Captain Marvel movies. Um, I know people hate this idea, but I like the idea of storm coming in through the black Panther movies, not as black Panthers wife. I don't want to go there, but I think, she lives in Africa. They're in Africa, you know. Before she joins the team, I think like we give her a cameo at least. Yeah, I think we can <laughs> we can have our storm moment um, in general there. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's 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 ways to introduce characters into the MCU and then have have MCU. Like I said, the original five series that take place in the 60s or whatever, or whatever timeline. I know it's weird because the time frames is all over the place. But, um, you know, and let people just kind of and let the timelines kind of grow together.
3: Nice. Have you guys um, seen, I, I'm going to be very careful of spoilers, but I, I take it you guys have watched WandaVision?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. So, for anyone who hasn't finished one division, what are you doing? Um maybe skip ahead <laughs> 30 seconds if you haven't. How what did you think when we got the MCU Quicksilver rather than the sorry, the um Fox uh, X-Men Quicksilver rather than the MCU Quicksilver? I'm Did you see it coming?
1: Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I didn't was see it coming. And then the the resolution of it in the finale was extremely disappointing to me um so i don't know i haven't really fully processed my thoughts on specifically quicksilver because to me i thought it was with the resolution in mind knowing the finale i thought it was dumb that they did this i thought i was like well what why why do this why tease us and in in like make everybody go crazy for the press you know for them for the for the clicks because everybody was talking
0: about oh, it. Oh, like, I know. This must mean. Oh, Charlie, you look so sad. <laughs> oh, it must be
1: Mephisto. You know. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, no, yeah. no. I liked a lot, a lot about the series, but one the way that they resolved that, I was like, Ralph Boner.
0: Yeah, I mean they could have they could have done better, but the, the whole uh, boner like last name is a trope because I think there was another series. Like, I think it was like Charles in charge or something of that era where the, the neighbor character
1: uh, went by Boner because that was his last name. My, my, the whole thing about that is that if he's Ralph Boner, why does he have super speed powers?
3: Yeah. It was Agatha all along.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but after oh, I don't know I guess the necklace No the necklace mind controlled him But the, I have to go back and see if he wears that necklace The whole time He does Okay, Yeah in the very beginning Because you're just like oh, what is that necklace It doesn't That's even true. match his outfit You know <laughs> And then it turns out that of course That was the magic charm
1: Anyways I don't understand it
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Chandler, I think you're right though I think X-Men need A Disney Plus Division Starly show Because I think like there's so many X-Men, It's hard. you can't cram them all into one film and do them properly justice. So, fingers crossed, I'd love an animated cartoon, like you say. I'd love a TV series. I'd love justice to be done to the X-Men. Justice for, for, for what should have been in the first place. But I guess budgets are bigger now, and CGI is much better than it used to be as well. So, who knows? Who knows? We are coming to the end of the podcast, guys. And so, if you would like to plug any of your social medias, feel free.
0: Oh, well, you can follow us
1: at Podcasts on all social media platforms, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's right. And you can listen to our show. It's the first and third Wednesday of every month, sometimes with bonus episodes, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you download your podcast of choice.
3: Nice. I, I also I meant to say before, I loved, um, well, I was gutted I couldn't be there for when you did it live, but you did an Insta live with a few uh, cosplayers. But it was the time difference in London was just I was in bed. Um, but I, I re, went back and rewatched it. And that was fantastic. And it so uh, I guess you guys have really branched out and met a lot of X-Fan fans. And it must be great to connect talking about this thing that we all love. Yeah, that's my favorite thing is interacting
1: with the community. The, the X-Fan community is a great, great community to be a part of. Um, that, that cosplay party was was a blast. So much fun. Yeah, we threw a birthday party for our podcast. That was a lot of fun to interact with people on on uh, online. Um,
3: I love it. Uh, Same. <laughs> what, what's, what's the future <laughs> for Xtrees, the podcast? Do you have any episodes you can tell us about, or is it all a bit hush-hush?
1: Well, uh, House of M is what we're going to have up next, and then uh, we're going to have a St. Patrick's Day special which will be a lot of fun um, because our episodes come out first and third Wednesday and it happens to be on St. Patrick's day. Oh. Um, so yeah, we're doing X uncanny X-Men one 100, oh or one Oh three. Yeah. It's very banshee and black Tom Cassidy
0: uh, centric. Um, and then we have uh, some special guests. Uh, but are we, hush-hu- are we
1: hush-hushing? I, ones? I think we can't talk about that. Until oh until- my
0: gosh. I'm so excited about know. the million. <laughs> I wish I could
1: say loud. I never want to say until they record. Until we have the audio, I'm like, I never Bad. want to say who's going to be on the show just in case they have to reschedule or cancel. But something. let's just
0: say, like, y'all are going to geek out. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Nerd royalty. I love it. I love our next guest. Oh, I wish we could talk.
3: <laughs> well, think, Well, I, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, thank you very much for joining me on Champions of Happy. Um, I'll be watching out for your Insta stories and all your new episodes. Uh, so uh, thank you very much and we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. This is nice. fun. You've been listening to the Champions of Happy podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, it'd be super great if you could go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a nice little review. That way the podcast can be seen by more people and podcasts can be a paired by more people and the champions of happy community can continue to grow you can also find us on twitter instagram and facebook where i continuously post updates about the podcast thank you so much for listening and have a great day bye
2: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more